to the tribe this is a place where we aim to make you laugh piss you off educate and be educated on anything and everything encompassing life its trials its tribulations and everything in between we're your hosts uh maddie and i'm bernie so sit down folks buckle up because it's gonna be a bumpy fucking ride oh yeah uh, <laughs> so real quick to start this off i would just like to um extend a very happy national hot sauce day to everybody today it is national hot sauce day <laughs> get you some cholula some tapatio some some taco bell fire yeah i don't know maybe some del scorcho <laughs> i opened up my email and from del taco it says it's national hot sauce day <laughs> okay okay you can purchase on deltaco.com you can purchase the hot sauce tin with 100 packets of hot sauce for 17.99 jeez <laughs> just saying it's uh okay okay yeah i mean yeah, i'm so... not i'm not huge on del taco's uh sauces like they're they're mild and they're hot are like eh okay their Del Scorcho's trash. I don't like it. No, bro, it's all about the Taco Bell sauce. Oh, yeah, dude. The Taco Bell fire is fire. It's called fire for a reason. Um, yeah. Hey, I just went full green screen. Look at that. You did. Yeah. That's uh, so apparently you've got some uh, pretty gnarly yeah, stormish going on. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there was no snow in the forecast for today that I was aware of. <laughs> until i woke up this morning and i was like why does it look like we got a dusting of snow on the deck and then i look out the window i'm like why is it dumping snow because oh, it's dumping snow great why does it gotta do that like i gotta dig out my shed today so the lady can get into the shed to get um like our christmas totes out so we can yeah. finally officially finish putting away christmas, christmas shit down. <laughs> i know uh, yeah melissa did that last weekend and like i went to um where did i go i went to the chiropractor uh it was okay. like my first appointment with the chiropractor and she was like um she's like why is your appointment so late and i was like well because it was supposed to be fucking i didn't realize that i was off and so i could have made the appointment for the morning but i went like oh shit i work daylight so i i won't be home until four or five yeah. so i made it for six o'clock by the time i got home everything was put away she was like oh yeah i just started fucking taking down christmas she's like everything fit in the one box so it's like sweet yeah like yeah, I so, left and Christmas was up. I came back and it was completely fucking empty. I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> so, don't judge me, but I'm like one of those guys, especially because I live like. So I was talking to one of my customers um, that I have at work um, because I've I've I make it a point to like build really good relationships with the people that come into whatever establishment I'm working at. Right? I like I yeah. like to be that guy. <laughs> that knows my customers. I like to know my clientele, right? And I think part of it is because I'm a little bit of a social butterfly, right? I like talking mm -hmm. to people. I like getting to know people. I like having conversations, whether it be, you know, kind of like the show, right? Like whether it's regular stuff 
you know, the um, regular day-to-day, like, life stuff, right? You know, how's it going? You know what I mean? Like, what are you into? Like, hobbies, like that type of stuff. And then, um, you know, when I meet customers and stuff, I like to get to know them on a little bit more of a personal level, right? Yeah. Because conversations are fun and you get to talk talk about stuff and catch up and you build these relationships with people that are really cool. And sometimes you get and, to some really, really, really cool people. And not only that, but look at where it's got you. It's got you a fucking job at BRCC. <laughs> I, I know, man. Like how cool is that? Right. Yeah. I took fucking the, time the five degrees of Kevin Bacon, people. right? Like, yeah. And <laughs> it, it opens doors that you may never ever know could have ever been open. Right. Mm-hmm. You could, you could find, mm-hmm somebody that you could talk to in line at the grocery store or something like that. And then next thing you know, like I like to ride dirt bikes. I'm a moto head. Right. So I can meet some guy and we can start talking and I could see he'd be wearing an FMF hat or something. And I could be like, Hey, I'm going to mute myself real quick. My work is calling me continue. Oh boy. Yeah. Go for it. Um, And then all of a sudden, you know, like 15, minute conversation could turn into a new riding buddy or finding new riding spots or something, something of the nature. So, um, but yeah, so I was talking to one of my customers and, uh, that I've got a pretty good relationship with and, um, they still have all their Christmas lights up, their Christmas decorations up outside, like Christmas trees all over the front, all, all the cool stuff. And I was talking to the wife and she's super funny she said uh that she likes to keep her stuff up like if there's snow on the ground the christmas stuff staying up which is super funny because that's how i am in a sense um and living out where i live kind of in the mountains um with snow and all this type of stuff it kind of i don't know it's a warm fuzzy feeling i like the christmas season i like the holiday season um i like everything that has to do with it and christmas lights and, and it's cool so we generally we'll probably keep our christmas tree up till through february maybe i don't know and just kind of take the christmas decorations down and throw some other stuff up that goes with the house uh, because we have a little bit of a mountain theme here in the house um so i may keep some like you know deer shed or deer antler type decorations on the tree with some lights and stuff and it's kind of nice at night when you're sitting there watching a movie and you got the lights off and you got the little you get your fireplace going and you get the Christmas tree there and all that good stuff. So, uh, but the rest of the Christmas decorations have got to come down, uh, the Santas and reindeers and what have you that are all over the living room and stuff. Yeah. I think those are coming down over the next few days and getting put away. Mm-hmm. Um, also just kind of clean the house up, but yeah, I gotta, I gotta dig out the shed today to get in there to get to the, the totes cause the door is blocked by snow. Um, and so I woke up this morning and I didn't think it was supposed to snow. And I'm looking out there and it's dumping snow. So typical Montana. Um, I got other stuff. I got to do work on the truck in the snow. So that's going to suck balls. Um, but uh, yeah, like you were saying about, you know, getting to know people and it opening doors, you know what I mean? That's kind of in a sense, a little bit how the black rifle thing came to fruition for me. Um, I had been looking to get out of my job for a while. Um, I was over it. And there's just a bunch of other stuff that was going on at work that I just kind of didn't necessarily want to be a part of. Um, But I was stuck, right? Sometimes we get in these situations where financially we don't have any 
other options at the moment. And we kind of have to stay where we're at to make sure that we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, um, especially in the provider role of a family. Um, sometimes you got to bite the bullet, man. And you, and you got to kind of stick where you're at, no matter how unhappy you are for the time being to make sure your family is taken care of. Um, and that's a little bit of the position that I was in. And through getting to know one of the UPS drivers that I would run into all the time out on my route and things of this nature, um, I kind of became aware of the new Black Rifle location opening up in downtown. Um, and then I was just kind of on it, like watching and looking for the opportunity to apply. And it was never on, on the website and things like that. And then he put me uh, in contact with a couple people, uh, a couple of my customers. Um, and it blew the doors wide open on it um, and basically led to me getting the opportunity to go to work for Black Rifle, which is a company that we talked about on the last episode that I've been following. Well, both of us have been following since for years, really yeah. its inception in yeah. 2014, 2015. Um, mm -hmm. And so super, super pumped on that. Uh, don't really need to go too much into that just because we just spent an entire two hour episode on it. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> we, we literally just covered it. If you if you don't know, yeah. go back one episode. You'll, yeah, go you'll, back one episode. You'll get the you'll full the scoop. <laughs> um super cool things though. Uh Black Rifle is dropping, I believe it is on January 27th, I think it is. Um the Code of the West series, quote unquote, I guess you could say. It's an yeah. ultra limited run ultra limited run so we got the new electric eagle uh roast coming out um that will be a very limited run of that as well as the uh live free electric eagle code of the west t-shirt and hat uh, that's pretty dope ass hat i like I, I really like the hat i yes. was like i was whatever about the shirt i mean if you're gonna get it that's dope uh, i have yeah. not not to say that i have enough shirts because you can never have too many black rifle shirts you know I feel the same <laughs> way. The lady would beg to differ in a sense. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, like when it comes judging... to hats and t-shirts of something <laughs> you, you like, man, you can never have enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't want to cycle through the so... same five shirts. I want to have like 45 shirts that I could cycle through. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm, I'm running out of hanger and, and closet space because I have so many fucking Me shirts. Um, yeah. But yeah. I also, um, so you, when you sent me that link um, for the uh code of the west thing i went to that and then i scrolled and i was like you know looking at it because you were like mm -hmm. dude check it out it's fucking dope um <clears throat> so i signed up for their um the text uh notifications and shit like that for when it's going to release and like how long it's oh, going to be so it was basically you just go into your text you text cotw you know code of the west um mm -hmm. to 91852 and then they'll give you fucking text notifications. And I got a fucking 15% off uh, my next purchase code, which was dope um, Look, when that, I did that. Can't go wrong with discounts, right? Oh, can't yeah. Go dude, wrong fucking... with a little bit of financial help right now. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, they do so have a got... bunch of cool shit going on. Um, oh, yeah. Um, they just dropped what, a bunch of new apparel uh, yeah. recently within the last couple months, um, yeah. which it's fire apparel. Um, mm -hmm. and the coolest thing too is, uh, for mugs, they're always there, doing oh, mugs. Dude, mugs are sick. Um, that was the one I actually used when I was at your house. Uh, yep, that's, that's my favorite, favorite one. Right? That's your favorite yep. one. Yep. Um, so <clears throat> one of the cool things is that you can go on the website and you can take their coffee quiz. 
Yeah. And you answer certain questions. What do you like? What kind of roast do you like? What kind of flavor profile do you like in your coffee or whatever? And then it will literally give you your top three roast matches uh, that they offer that would best suit kind of your taste profile that you like in your coffee, which is super cool. Um, but uh, anyways, yeah, so <clears throat> all good things. Um, day-to-day stuff going on out here. Like I said, it's snowing. It's kind of going to put a, a wrench in some of my plans. I got to kind of work through and uh, adapt and overcome and get some stuff going. Met TC, um, brother. Met TC. <laughs> yeah. Mission so, <clears throat> uh, yeah, this mission is dictating that I'm going to freeze my fucking balls off out here today. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this mission is dictating. It's uh, yeah. Mistake. Um, but yeah, so last, uh, last day is Monday and then it's go time. Uh, and I'm super, super excited. Um, Hell yeah. so we got some crazy stuff going on in the world right now. Um, a lot of, I've been following Shot Show a little bit. Shot Show's going on. Yeah, dude. Uh, Did you see yeah. the new Holosun fucking thermal? Uh, I believe I saw the thermal. Did you get the post I sent you on IG with the new P320 specific Holosun? Yes. And I'm yes. going to be looking into that. <laughs> yes. Because I know. So we've talked a little bit. So let's talk <laughs> weapon systems a little bit here. Um, you know, not everybody has an extensive knowledge or uh interaction with weapons right but Mm -hmm. what we're noticing over the last few years is that more and more americans are going out and actually purchasing firearms oh Um, yeah obama was the fucking was the the highest weapons dealer fucking (laughs) in the country fucking in like in history because of when he started talking about the whole gun control shit and limiting our freedoms and everyone out went out and fucking started buying guns which is dope it's you're, super cool. you're supposed to like right <laughs> now i'll play a little devil's avocado to this though right um yeah because look i'm all for americans exercising their second amendment right and standing up for the constitution and themselves and their communities and going out and getting the uh oh shit stand by stand by the stand by sorry um <laughs> We're raw and uncensored, guys. Raw and uncensored. What happened at the moment? Having, having some moment. technical difficulties Sorry. at the moment. Oh, well, my laptop wasn't plugged in. I was watching the battery just drain. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that's, that's not good. Never good. Um, so, I set up uh, there laptop. we go. Now we are fired up. Um, and I'm looking weird again. Yeah. I look like, a, like an art project. Um, yeah. Anyway, so... I'm all for it. But with that being said, there is something that scares me a little bit about not only the laziness of society today, right? People are very, they're not very inclined to take the time to spend the extra effort that is necessary to really educate themselves on certain things. And I think that's why COVID was such a big deal because We had so many people that were so lazy and tied up in their own lives that they weren't willing to go out and like research stuff. Right. So when COVID hit, I was still living in California. Um, And as we all know, California is still like, you know, on lockdown, pretty much the butthole of America and (laughs) the bane of my existence. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Gavin Newsom is running that state into the ground and 
constant regulations and restrictions and COVID this and COVID that and all, all the BS is still going on out there. Um, but I think the biggest problem was that so many people are just so lazy in the way of instead of doing a little bit of Google research, instead of taking the time to pull themselves away from their America's Got Talent or their uh, yeah, bachelor singer. or bachelorette or ma- listen, okay, first and foremost, The Mass Singer is a dope show. Okay, I haven't watched an episode of it, and it's, I don't plan to at all, <laughs> bro. It's actually really kind of cool. So we started watching it with the kid. Total sidebar: um, rabbit, squirrel, fucking ooh, look, shiny things. Um, <laughs> it's actually really kind of cool because you get these celebrities, or uh, you know, they're they're all things, right? They're they're actors, they're singers, like legit singers, or like even like sports stars. Okay. And they are stepping out of their realm a little bit and they're putting on this costume and they're performing. And then they give little hints as to who they are judging based off of their background. Like let's say they're an actor. So they'll give Mm -hmm. little hints about their career, Mm -hmm. things they've done or things they've been on or whatever. And then the, the judges, as well as, obviously the audience and the, and the the viewers have to try and figure out who's under that mask. Like who is in that costume based off of mm. their voice, their performance and the, and the little, the little hints, the little clues that they give. And then the audience will judge and the performer that gets the least amount of votes gets unmasked at the end. And you, you see who they are. And it's super funny because there's been some times where, I mean, we, we essentially started watching it with the kid, you yeah. know, and he was like, it's cool. And it was super funny because I started watching it. And I'm like, I know exactly who that is. That's this fucking person. It's this person. Mm-hmm. And then they would get unmasked and I'm like, son of a bitch. Or we're sitting there in the living room and I'm like, I fucking told you. <laughs> like, <laughs> I got it right. So it's super, it, it is a pretty fun show to watch. But the problem is so many people are so wrapped, wrapped up in, all up in reality all TV, shit, reality TV or whatever, <clears throat> or the news, right? We all know pretty much all these major news media outlets are all bullshit. They're mm-hmm. all biased. They're all funded and run by one side or the other of the political spectrum. There's, there's very few centrist type news agencies that are just news there, there's no bias right yeah. so all these people instead of taking the time to get on their laptops and google and be like what's really going on right like i knew about the wuhan lab thing like <laughs> oh yeah months before it was even you know broadcast talked about, talked about on mainstream media because yeah. i did some googling i did a little bit of re- <laughs> i took some time out of my day to do a little bit of research about what was going on um so we have this this we're in this era of society where the day-to-day laziness is so uh prevalent that people aren't taking the time to learn and educate themselves and so we saw what happened with covid where the whole country got locked down right 
almost all these, every state in the nation maintain this lockdown and all these restrictions on all this control over their citizens and all this type of stuff. And people blindly followed it. They were just like, yeah, yeah, we just got to do it because trust the science and blah, 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 blah. And now we're, we're in this era as well where more and more people are starting to wake up to the increase in violent crime in a lot of places. Um, they're starting to wake up to the BS that's going on on the political spectrum and they're kind of getting scared, right? Where the federal government is overstepping their bounds. Um, and so they're running out and they're buying firearms. But the problem is, unfortunately, what I've seen is there's a lot of people that are going out and buying guns and they're not heading to the range. They're not getting the trigger time that they need. They're not doing the things necessary to make them proficient and safe, not only firearm owners, but weapon carriers in an everyday carry capacity. Yeah. And see, like for me, for me, like, I don't even, I don't even think this would be considered like devil's avocado here, but um, like, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. Like I, um, I understand and I, I recognize the, the ability and the right to uh, exercise your second amendment. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's like, what makes me nervous is the people that are like, I'm going to go out and get my CCW and I'm going to fucking carry every day. And it's like, yeah, but you don't even know what fucking weapon you carry. Like I'm a, I'm going to just go to fucking Bass Pro or I'm going to go to Turner's or I'm going to go to fucking Sportsman or, and I'm just going to pick up the first fucking gun that I want, you know, like, oh, that one's pretty. I'm going to get that. And it's like, you don't exactly. even fucking know how to use it half the time. Yep. And you're not taking the time to go out and train with it. Go out and train with your fucking IWB, your in waistband holster or your fucking your appendix carrier, your fucking six o'clock carrier, whatever, however you're going to carry it comfortably. You're not training with it like I remember when I first started as uh, armed security for AMC, um, the when Sauce got me that job um, mm-hmm. because he was doing it before, and right. then he was like, "Hey, dude, like my my job needs fucking more more officers." So mm-hmm. he would tell me like, he was like, "You know, I'm a bit rusty on my draw." So he was like, mm-hmm. he was telling me how he'd be uh, he'd be on shift, and he would go into the fucking stairwell and just practice his draw like mm-hmm. in the stairwell and i was like yeah. you got to be careful with that dude like you you run <laughs> yeah. with around in the chamber don't fucking don't go and draw on some on yeah. the fucking wall yeah. you know yeah, desk pop in the fucking stairwell <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know like i was like but that's yeah. cool though because i mean you know and, yeah right like and but like that's that's what i'm talking about is no like hardly anyone like these days actually does that shit like where they're training the proficiency of their own weapon and what their own edc is and their own fucking self-defense yeah yeah and and it's not hard right you don't have to go shit i'm a fucking i'm i'm a clear case of that too i don't have a lot of time to go and go to the range or go uh to the desert and go train like i i probably shoot my weapons once a year, twice a year, maybe, mm-hmm. which is fucking ridiculous. But at the same time, ammo's still fucking really expensive. Right. Uh, so it's like I I don't have the availability mm-hmm. to go, especially with you know, a lot of the weapons that I have, I can't really take two <laughs> ranges. Range. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so uh, I, 
I have to kind of find <laughs> find a place that I can go. Yeah. ATF, fuck off if you're listening. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh I no, and, and I'm I'm a little bit in the same boat as you, right? Um I financially do not have the ability to go out and spend money on thousands of rounds or hundreds of rounds even to go up into the hills. And and dude, I've got two different shooting spots within 20 minutes of my house mm-hmm. right because out here it's totally different so living out here is really cool because as long as you're not within i think it's like 150 yards of a dwelling or like a business or something you can mm-hmm. shoot yeah so you you can easily drive like you were saying go to the desert right well that's a two-hour drive for you or an hour and a half drive for you yeah. for me it's a 20-minute drive up into the mountains and i find a pullout or turnout or or an open clearing in the the middle of the forest i can go shoot um but i don't have the financial availability to go to cabela's or to go to sportsman's or go to machine guns montana or any of these other locations out in my general area or even to go online and order ammo because i can do that in the state of montana i can order ammo online have it shipped straight to my house yeah Um, and see that's another big problem too that i fucking hate um because it's funny too. Last weekend, my cousin actually just called me because um, he was like, "Hey, uh, I'm not too familiar with the process, but his boss was asking him, like, hey, man, do you know anyone or anywhere that fucking sells? He needs. He's a. He's like an avid. Um, like he's an avid hunter. So he's he's. I guess I think it's duck season right now or some shit. Uh, here I don't in know Cali. what it is in California. Yeah, I, I don't know either. But he was like, dude, I'm trying to fucking find <laughs> shotgun shells. He was like, I need three inch fucking uh, three shot um, and I can't fucking find anywhere. Like they live up in North uh, in Northern California. He mm-hmm. was like, I can't fucking find any three shot uh, or three inch bird shot um, mm-hmm. anywhere up here in, in Northern California. And I, he was like, I just can't figure out. So my cousin was asking me like, hey, where like where can he go? Like, can he order that shit online? And I was like, you can't order it online unless you get it shipped to an FFL. Which yes, that's another fucking shipping and fucking yep. you gotta well, make sure that you go to the FFL, let them know yeah. like, hey, I'm Spain having this shipped here because yeah. you got to do a fucking background check for your ammo now. Fucking yes, stupid. so California you dollar do have per to have caliber a check and be registered to <clears throat> buy certain ammo. It, yeah, it it's 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 a bunch of bullshit. But um, anyway, sorry, I, yeah, no, yeah, no, but so I'm in the same boat as far as shooting like actually putting rounds down range in a sense right but there's a lot of other things that firearm owners can do especially new firearms like we're not new firearms we're not new to weapon systems we you know you know that's one of the cool things about having uh time and service is especially as an mp because so what a lot of people don't understand is when you enlist in the military army for example it de- what weapon systems you're going to utilize and train on and actually carry are specific to your mos or your job specific whatever you're doing right so not all mos's are going to carry a sidearm yeah or use a mark 19 fully automatic grenade launcher right super fucking cool one of my favorite weapon systems that i've ever actually utilized and fired uh fun um 
or a mod deuce or a 249 or a 240 bro like all these weapon systems right at4s all the cool shit not every mos is going to get training time on all of those weapon systems other than in basic training yeah because regardless of your mos we all go through 10 weeks of basic combat training right bct yeah during bct you are going to get a very small amount of time but a weapons familiarization time on all these different platforms for the most part um i don't think everybody gets like mark 19 time i think that's more of like a, no it's a just 240 it, it's yeah, 249 it's... 240 m4 and 50 yeah um they're not going to get to spend time on a nine. they're <laughs> not going to spend time with a mark 19 they're not going to spend. you know what i mean so there's there are weapon systems that they're not going to really touch. Um, we had the privilege of, because of being in the military police corps, we got the ability to spend time on all those different weapon systems. Yeah. So we have a pretty solid knowledge and understanding and proficiency in all these different weapon systems. Um, but regardless, this is a perishable skill. Yeah, it's one of those, right. you don't use it, you lose it. Right, so <laughs> you may always know once you are properly taught how to field strip a 9 mil, <laughs> well, a Beretta 92, right, which they yeah. phased out as now the, the new SIG M18s or M17s. Mm -hmm. um, but once you're trained on that, you'll always remember how to field strip it. you always know, remember how to load a mag chamber around, clear mm -hmm. the weapon, Um and clear any sort of malfunction or jam. Um, but your draw to presentation, your grip, mm -hmm. your trigger screen, trigger all these pull, things yeah. are, are going to be perishable <laughs> skills. Well, you don't have to go out and spend a fuck ton of money on ammo and putting rounds down range to be proficient in certain things like that. Yeah. Right. And so. <laughs> Well, shit, now they have those, um, the... Uh, the cool little laser. Yeah, the laser strike fucking deals. strike fires. Those are pretty dope. Yeah. I actually, I have, um, I think I have one for, I have the bullet for 9 mil and the bullet for 45. I yeah. need to get one for 5.56. Five, yeah, so, <laughs> but even without that, yeah, right, you can stand in your living room while you're watching the news or while you're watching America's Got Talent or you're watching American Idol or you're watching your Walking Dead or your House of Dragons or whatever it is that you're <laughs> watching nowadays, uh, mm -hmm. which I have not watched any of the fucking Game of Thrones shit. So sue me. I'm you're missing like, out. I'm on episode <laughs> or season four, I think, of Walking Dead right now. Um, yeah. Because I finally started that, which dope show. Um, anyway, uh Whatever it is that you are doing, you can take the time to tuck your inside the waistband appendix carry holster, holster your weapon, clear, obviously, right? Yeah, please clear Green. it first. Yeah, um, <laughs> not hot, no weapon, there are no round in the chamber, empty mag, and yeah. you can practice crawl, walk, run phases mm -hmm. of clearing your weapon, you know, getting a good purchase on the weapon, clearing your weapon from the holster, coming up, punching out a target acquisition, right? Acquiring your front sight or acquiring your red dot. Should you choose to carry a red dot on your pistol? 
I do. Um, all these little things and you just do repetition after repetition after repetition after repetition. And then once you get the base drawdown, whether it be from inside the waistband or outside the waistband, then you can start doing other things. You can work on draw, click, drop mag, reload, right? All the always do it with no rounds and always do it with no rounds in the mag. Therefore, <laughs> um, when you when you fucking re rack your weapon, you don't rack a live round shit. and put a round <laughs> through your fucking TV. <laughs> you don't Alec Baldwin some shit. Yeah. Uh, Alec so, killed a guy. Alec killed a guy. Um, <laughs> so there's all these things that you can do at home to make you a more proficient and safe fucking. You know what I mean? Like firearms owner, everyday, everyday carry <laughs> CCW, like whatever type of individual. Um, people just need to stop being so fucking lazy and do it. Yeah. Right. Because, and, and I'm not throwing any shade on anybody. Okay. But just a couple examples. Um, my cousin's husband hit me up like a year ago mm-hmm. and right after his baby was born. Uh, or maybe it was about, it was a little over two years ago because we're still in California. Um, it was in the heart, height of COVID, right? And things were getting crazy and protests were going on everywhere. And riots were going on everywhere, which we, we got a riot we'll get to. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he hit me up and he was like, hey, so I bought a gun. And I was like, oh boy, Wait. what'd you get? And he's like, oh, I went into the gun store and Mind you, he's never owned a firearm before. Okay. <laughs> Goes into the gun store and the guys sold him on a Springfield XD40 subcompact. Dude, no, I I happen to like that platform. I have owned that platform, that specific platform. Yeah. Um, I used to be a big 40 guy. Mm-hmm. But I also have years and years and years of training and proficiency in multiple calibers. I can shoot a 40 subcompact. Yeah accurately i can shoot a nine mil i can shoot a 45 i can shoot he's never never really shot and ever owned a firearm before okay yeah and they sold this motherfucker on a 40 subcompact like i'm like bro you need to put go to the range and send rounds down range because that's that that's that's a bigger round yeah that's and that's if you're a, using that's a, a big defensive round, round you know what I mean? Now you've got recoil <clears throat> to deal with and things like that that you are not familiar with in a subcompact platform. Yeah, right? and like for me, uh, what I did, well, I mean, I, I've been shooting since I was like fucking eight with my dad. <laughs> you right. know, like my dad would always take me out and fucking he always had a plethora of guns. Um, mm-hmm. But like for me, I had, or well, my dad had a Glock um Fuck, I forget I forget the model number, but it was the it was the 40. The 40 um yeah, the the Glock 22. Was it a full size? No, it was the compact. Not the subcompact, but it was the compact. Yeah, the 22 is a full size. That's what I had. I had one of those for a while. Yeah. So it was the 40, and I think I was about 12, 13, somewhere around there when he had that. Um his best is uh, one of his really good friends had the had a twin model of it. So he had two and then he he ended up selling it to my dad, one of them. So but whenever we would go out to the to the desert and go shooting like that was I didn't like my because I he got me a 22. I didn't necessarily like it. A little Ruger 22. Um, <clears throat> and uh, but 
So I would always shoot my dad's 40 and I, I didn't like the grip on it. Like, because with the 40 caliber round, like I felt like even as a fucking 13 year old that the, the, the grip on it was so small, even for just a regular compact, not even a subcompact. It was just, it wasn't comfortable for me. So I was like, and having that recoil of the 40 cal, like it always scared me that it was going to fucking pop out of my hand. Yeah. You know, because you got, you're small, you're kids, so you got smaller yeah. hands. So you're not going to get a very good, strong grip purchase on the firearm as mm -hmm. it is. And then yeah. when you have a bigger caliber, like a 40, that's going to have more of a recoil to it. And you don't have that grip strength, right. Mm -hmm. To really vice down on that thing you're going to feel that recoil. You're going to feel mm -hmm. that muzzle flip, right? So yeah. like Jay, Jay has shot, uh, he hasn't shot my SIG yet, um, but he has shot at like six years old. The kid <laughs> shot my 40. My, I had a Smith & Wesson MVP shield, mm -hmm. 40, subcompact 40. And that was my EDC for a long time. He shot that and he shot the wife's Ruger LCP 380, her tiny little micro pocket pistol yeah which man those things are snappy yeah for for a small 380 round in that tiny little package those things are snappy mm. um he likes shooting my 40 at six better than he did the 380 mm. and he did pretty well but i mean even still right so when you have somebody <clears throat> like my cousin's husband i told him i was like man i would have sold you on a nine personally yeah and i probably wouldn't have necessarily put you on a subcompact nine i would have put you on like a compact nine or something a little bit larger yeah so that you could get used to learning how to manage your recoil how to you know what things you can do depending on the weapon system to get that gun to shoot flatter um and so you don't have as much muzzle flip and things of that nature um, and it's a softer shooting round. So it's going to build confidence easier in a new shooter than a 40 is. You're going to go out and shoot 40. And you're like, oh, dude. You're going to be all over the target. And, <laughs> right. And and you're you're going to get frustrated and all these little things. So you know, you're never going to go back to the fucking range and never practice right. again. And then, you you know, my brother, um, new baby, right? Yeah. Kind of like, hey, I need to protect my child. Like I have a family to take care of now. He's starting to think in that, in that manner. Mm -hmm. um, and I had a conversation with him a few months back because he was like, Hey, I want to get a gun and I'm looking at this and I'm looking at a Glock and blah, 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 blah. And all these things. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those things where, and this is where the research comes in. Right. Yeah. Cause he just went to a gun store and the guys are Glock guys down at the gun store. Like, ah, you need a Glock. That's a Glock. Yeah. Glock, 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 Glock. Right. Um, it's not always the best case, right? Just because a lot of people carry Glocks doesn't mean a Glock is necessarily right for you. You may not like the way the Glock shoots. You may not like the way that grip feels or the mm -hmm. angle of the grip or whatever the case is. You may not like uh, the way that the trigger functions. It could be sloppy up to the wall. It could, you know, have a sloppy break, it, you know, whatever the case is. So this is where going to, if you're going to look into purchasing a firearm for everyday carry, for self-defense, go to a range where you can rent different firearms. 
Yes, that's what I did. Um, 50 rounds through each firearm mm -hmm. and try different firearms out, try different sizes out. Think about what you are going to be using that firearm for a majority of the time. Is this going to be a duty firearm because you're going into security? Cool, go with the full size. Is this going to be, are you a female and you're looking to carry something in your purse, right? A, a 365 or a 365XL from SIG may be a better option for you for a purse carry than somebody who is new entering into the firearm world with no experience going with something like a Ruger LCP 380 or an LC9 or what was the easy um the, the shield fuck. uh shield the easy 380 yeah uh, that, well, they also that's what my mom has yeah uh, now they have the 9 yeah cuz right. my and my then, mom has the 380 easy yep. yep and from what i understand um it's a really nice weapon yeah I shot it a couple Soft, times. Softer shooting. Mm -hmm. um, Very low recoil. Full size super easy fucking slide. Like, I mean, it's called the yep. easy for a reason. Yeah. Yep. The recoil spring is nice and soft on it. Um, so it's easy to rack. Um, mm -hmm. There also are things that you need to, that, that people need to look at too, in the essence of what kind of safety features and mechanisms does that firearm have? Mm -hmm. Do you have an external thumb safety, a manual safety on it? Do you have like the easy shield has not only like a trigger safety in a sense, but it like also has that right, but it also has that kind of uh the, the pressure button safety. thing on uh, pressure set pressure button or whatever on the back strap, right? I don't does it have does it have the back strap fucking um safety? I don't remember if oh, it does. Fuck. Oh, you're kind of what freezing here. Um, the on the on the back strap of the of the grip, like on yes. um, like on the the 1911s, they have that that back strap safety, yeah, as well as a thumb safety, um, yeah. for the 1911s, like mine. Yeah, so like the XDs have it, um, Springfield XDs have it. It's like mm -hmm. a like a little, uh, it's like a pressure, pressure button lever on the, on the back of the of the back strap. So when you get that purchase and you go and you actually grip the firearm. If you don't have a good proper purchase and grip on that pistol or on that on, on the grip of the of the pistol, you're not going to be depressing that down the way it's not going to fire, right? It's it's like all encompassing, like everything has to come together. Um in a self-defense situation, that can be troublesome. If you are not training with your firearm and you're not getting a good proper purchase on the gun and a good grip on the gun every single time you could end up in a self-defense situation where in the heat of the moment, stress is high, all these things happen and you go to squeeze the trigger and it's not, it doesn't fire or a manual thumb safety, right? You may not in the middle of shit happening, click off that thumb safety. And now you're not firing around when you need to be firing around. So there's all these things to take into consideration as to what you want on a firearm, but you're never going to know or understand all of these aspects if you don't educate yourself. Um, this is why we preach on this show. Education is key, especially when it comes to firearms, when it comes to self-defense. You need to look into these things. And a lot of people don't think about it. They just go buy a gun or go buy what is recommended at a shop. Yeah. And if the people at that shop are not knowledgeable in this realm, then they could steer you in to buy an seven eight hundred dollar firearm that is not right for you. 
when the three hundred dollar firearm would have been way better. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and so there's a lot of little things that I think people need to start focusing on. Um, I'm very happy to hear that more and more Americans are purchasing firearms for self-defense. I think it's awesome. I think a an armed society is a polite society. But with that being said, we need to make sure that we are taking the times out of our days to not be so lazy, do the research on what we're going to purchase, make the correct purchase for us and our uh, our everyday situation. Sometimes, I mean, this is why I'm going to have multiple firearms, right? I'm going to have multiple setups for different types of carry, different environments I'm going to be in, different situations. Uh, even though we can't all financially afford that, you find the one, if you can afford one, you find the one that is best suited to all environments that you're going to be using your firemen, and then you go train. You dry fire in the house. Weapon clear and safe. Put it in the holster. Work on your draw. Work on your presentation. Go get the little laser bullet, whatever, that is used in dry firing so that when you punch out and you actually squeeze that trigger, that little laser dot shows up on the wall or on a target. And you can become proficient in accurately pulling out your firearm, punching out, squeezing the trigger and hitting, right? Aim small, miss small, hitting where you want to hit, right? Point of aim, point of aim. Always aim for center mass. Yeah, depending, yeah. I mean, that's obviously the, the the dream situation where you have a perfect opportunity for a center mass shot. But that's not always yeah. the case. So you need yeah. to train yourself for those instances when that's not the case, when you do have a situation. QDO. Yeah, go for it. Uh, so these are all things that we need to consider, right? Um, again, like I said, my brother's looking at, at guns, and I, I guess he had gone to a shop, and they were like, glock, 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 glock. Um, I had talked to him. I was like, yeah, like I'm not going to shit on Glocks. Glocks are a great firearm. I've owned a Glock in the past. Um, me personally, I'm a SIG guy. I love SIGs. Um, I love the fact that as, with what SIG has done with their 365 series and their 320 series, there is a huge market for aftermarket parts and upgrades that you can do to your firearm to get it better suited to not only you, but the environment that you're going to be utilizing it in um, to help you be more comfortable and proficient. Um, You know, there's certain things that I've done to mine that I'm still doing to mine. Um, I can, I changed out the grip module on my SIG to one that better fits my hand and it's more comfortable. Um, Helps me get a better purchase on the gun. Um, the 365 XL series, the X's, like a lot of the 365 series now come with optic ready cut slides so I can run a red dot optic on it um, if I should choose to do so, um, which I have. I've watched so many videos on red dots and things like that and, and reviews and read articles and all these things. And uh, for me personally, um, I've settled on a hollow sun 507 K red dot optic for my SIG. Um, that's what I, I chose to go with. And I still in my own house will work on draw and coming up and punching out and getting a proper, uh, red dot, you know, acquisition, um, and things of this nature, because the more reps you put in, the more natural it's become, the more natural it becomes, the more muscle memory you're going to build. 
And the more muscle memory you build, the more it's just going to happen instinctively every single time it's going to be there. Um, well, yeah, you get that muscle memory. It takes about right. 3,600 repetitions for muscle memory yeah. to set in. So. Right. So I'm, you know, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do a comp slide on this thing. I'm going to do uh, a barrel on it. I'm going to do uh, an up, upgraded trigger on it. Like I'm going to do all these things to it, but that's the beauty of the SIGs is that again, like I said, so the much customer series, customer the 320 series, there's a ton of customization you can do to it to set it up specifically for you. Mm-hmm. Um, Glocks are in that realm. I, th- I think. Yeah. Glocks are the, of, the second to. Yeah. I think out of almost all of the firearm manufacturers, Glocks and SIGs are where it's at when it comes to weapon customization. Um, I'm not, like I said, I'm not shitting on any of the other manufacturers either because I have owned a Glock. I have owned a Springfield XD40 subcompact. I've owned a Springfield XD40 full size. I've owned a Smith & Wesson MMP Shield in a 40. Uh, that was my EDC for a very long time. Um, I also have a uh, Ruger LCP 380 for the wife. And the wife also has a Taurus G2C, um, which is a very low budget, great entry level nine mil um, pistol. I think it was like, I think those are going for somewhere around like, like 280 bucks, 300 bucks. Yeah. I think when you, when you showed it to me, I was like, holy shit. He was like, you're, you were saying that, yeah, it was only like 250 or 280, something like that. It's like, yeah, oh, damn. That's yeah. Fucking... And, and, and I got it as a gift, but, uh, from, from a buddy of mine, uh, who I had sold the rifle to, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, you know, it's a great little entry level gun. It's something that she can carry when we go hiking and things of that nature. You know what I mean? It's not an EDC um, yeah. for her necessarily. Now, eventually, when I finish building my SIG, um, I will have all the stock parts for a stock SIG P365XL. And that more than likely will get handed down to her because it is a micro compact um, and it is something that she could necessarily comfortably carry in a purse um, a slightly bigger purse or in a bravo belt type concealed carry thing uh waist belt or whatever so she will eventually end up getting a sig but these are all things that we need to think about you know i know my dad is now uh hooking my brother up with a um xd40 subcompact um not necessarily the firearm i would have chose for his first firearm but it is what it is. It's in a sense a free gun. Uh, so you can't go wrong in that sense, right? Um, my only advice to him will be you need to get to the range consistently. Yeah. You need to watch these videos, you know, and I will send him videos from Mike Glover and GBRS group and people like that, Warrior Poet Society, things like that, that are taught, you know, John Level, uh, Lavelle whatever, however you say his last name, um, talking about proper pistol grip and presentation of a pistol. Mm-hmm. Dial these things in, they will make you more proficient, more efficient, and more accurate in your shooting. So when you do, if and when you do end up in a self-defense situation, everything clicks in, muscle memory, and you can accurately put rounds on target, eliminate the threat, and not have to worry about missing and hitting an innocent civilian or a child or something of that nature so um like we always talk about on the show guys get out there and get trained get proficient get armed but get trained and get proficient stop being lazy do the research don't just go into a ship into a gun store and go hi 
I'm here to buy an EDC and you tell me what to buy it. I'm going to buy it. Mm -hmm. No, don't do that. Don't because nine times out of 10, when you do that, it's not going to be the gun for you. It's not going to, you're, you're not going to know. They're going to know more about that gun because that's what they prefer. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like I got, I, I got the X that, um, the G19, the Glock 19. Great gun. You never, she never shot it. I was uh-huh. under the impression that it was, uh, it was going to be, I, I personally liked it um, because I knew my past experience with Glock. I didn't like Glock's no external safety, the, only having that trigger safety. Like uh-huh. I didn't like that, but See, and being I love a striker that. fire, being a striker fire and fucking, you know, no hammer, hammerless fucking, I was like, okay you know that's a good edc weapon like and i've heard nothing but good things about it like mm-hmm. but people carry glock 19 yeah it's a great fucking edc weapon and, and when i started shooting it too yeah when i started shooting it um i was like holy shit this is actually a really nice weapon like I, mm-hmm. it's way different from the the fucking 40 that my dad had that i shot when i was fucking 12 and didn't like it yeah i went from that i went from from the Glock 40 that I was shooting, that was my dad's, I ended up going straight to 1911 because I was like, fuck that. It's all about, you know, the fucking 1911s now. Mm-hmm. But I mean, when I had that 19, that Glock 19, I started shooting that and I was like, this is actually a really fucking smooth weapon. I like it. It's not fucking like the grip felt good on my hand. Like, you know, the the recoil was great on it. You know, I could, I could get that sight picture quick. Um, and so I was like, you know when when i got divorced and then initially she she was gonna let me have the fucking the glock eventually she fucking changed her mind on that pissed me off but yeah well now i have a reason to fucking get another one that's fresh right and clean. right but i mean so, i'm still uh, i'm i'm a sick guy now fuck that <laughs> but, yeah dude I, i'm <laughs> i don't think like i'm gonna said, get I'm anything not, other than a sick from now on yeah i'm not i'm not shitting on uh i'm not shitting on other manufacturers because to each their own and everybody has what they like. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, I'm a sick guy um, through and through uh, mm-hmm. after shooting my three, six, five XL and now doing the upgrades that I've done to it and seeing all the other more upgrades that I can do to it, that I will do to it. Um, yeah. It's sweet. And I eventually want to get a 320, um, probably looking at the X compact carry um, or X legion carry. For my 320 that i eventually want to get something of that nature something a little bit bigger um with a little bit more round capacity right now i got 12 plus one sig just came out with 15 and 17 round mags for the 365 series um so i'll probably pick some of those up for this but a 320 is going to be upwards of a 21 round mag um capacity so that's also those are all things to take into consideration i think if i branch outside of sig um until unless sig makes one by the time I'm financially able to purchase this weapon, um, if they do, cool, I will go with SIG. If not, um, I do eventually want an FN57. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I got a little side sling bag, Ooh, uh, okay. like EDC bag uh, yesterday. I found one dude at Ross, of all places. Uh, yeah, super cool. Um, it was like 17 bucks. Oh, um, shit. And it will very easily and comfortably fit. Uh, in this little inside pocket, a um, FN57. 
because um, nice. it's that's a big firearm, but it's cool because it's basically like a rifle round. Yeah, I was looking at that because when uh, you showed when you originally bad. showed me the FN five seven, I was like, I've never even like I I know the name FN and I've I've heard FN five seven like probably through fucking Call of Duty, um, yeah. but I'd never actually seen it or like researched it or anything. And yeah. when you showed me that video of the of, of uh was it Tim was Kennedy. it Glover? Oh, it's Kevin. Yeah, Tim. When uh, when yeah, Tim Kennedy was trying it out, yeah. um, I was looking at it and I was like researching the fucking round and everything. I was like, "That's a little. It's like it's a baby rifle round. Like what it's the fuck? That round. is dope." I was like, "I need that um, in my life and in my fucking yeah. safe now. Like time now." <laughs> Big weapon, though. like it, it's a like full size, full size pistol. Yeah. you know what I mean. Um, Which but makes it, sense for that for the size of that but round again. Depending on your situation of the day, yeah, and what you are wearing or how you are carrying, it's very feasible to carry something like a five seven, mm-hmm. so, larger fanny packs or bigger uh, crossbody, you know, uh, packs or hunting as a sidearm, like things of this nature, uh, or in a chest rig or something like that. Yeah. very very feasible weapon to carry um so though i'm hoping sig comes out with a 5.7 because right now there's only three manufacturers on the market that have them uh ruger's got one fn's got one and smith and wesson actually just dropped the 5.7 this year at chacho oh no shit. um yeah and it's really dude really next nice. year um next year i really want to fucking go to shot show yeah so <laughs> it's uh it's really cool um but these are all things, guys, that you need to think about and take into consideration. Again, we talk about preparedness on the show all the time um, and weapons proficiency and safety and being everyday carriers, um, which to me is EDFC, right? Everyday fucking carry. You carry every single fucking day. Yeah. Um, so just a little bit on that. I know we kind of went off on a tangent on that. Um Here's a little bit of an example as to things to consider as to if you're on the fence about carrying, right? Sometimes people think, oh, I live in this super nice safe area and nothing could ever go wrong. Well, we saw that went bad in Uvalde, right? What what was, what did the city of Uvalde say to the law enforcement agency of Uvalde PD two weeks prior to the shooting when they asked for more funding for ballistic shields and better training and things of this nature. Oh, that shit don't we happen. Can't, yeah. yeah, we, we can't allocate the funding for that because things like that don't happen. Two weeks later, 19 fucking children are dead. Um, yeah. So you can't have that mindset, right? So let's get into a little bit of current events. We haven't done current events in a while. Um, this one I think is huge because it plays a little bit into the blindness and bias of the liberal left and the Democratic Party um in the way of how they look at things so right now we have got uh and and obviously these these riots may have stopped by the time this episode is dropped as we are recording this on a sunday uh january 22nd at uh 12 14 p.m my time my time um but i was looking at shit on ig this morning uh videos and whatnot that are being posted from atlanta um, and it was still a very active situation going on. So a uh, little, uh, this is from a website called thecut.com um, article. Um, so I'm just going to kind of read through this and we'll kind of break this down a little bit. 
because um, I was just getting into the research of what happened and why these riots started out there. So we'll go through this together. So uh, tensions are high in Atlanta after law enforcement shot and killed a protester in the South River Forest on Wednesday. The victim, who's been identified as 26-year-old Manuel Tehran, died during confrontation with a Georgia state trooper while demonstrating against the planned development of a police training center on forest land, the New York Times reported. Officials told the Times the trooper was also wounded in the confrontation. What exactly happened remains unclear. So let's break down that first paragraph right there, okay? So this dude was in the South River Forest on Wednesday protesting against the planned development of a police training center on forest land. So when we look at all of these active shooter situations, right? School shootings, all these things, uh, or officer-involved shootings. Yeah. What is it that nine times out of 10, people on the liberal left will scream and throw temper tantrums about? The inefficiencies of law enforcement and how they need better training. Yeah. At the same time, in the same conversation, they will talk about defunding the police or, as this gentleman was doing, protesting against the planned development of a police training center. This is a law enforcement training center that is going to better train our law enforcement officers to do their jobs more efficiently. So at the same time that you want more training for law enforcement, you don't want them to build a police training center where they can give law enforcement said training. It doesn't make any fucking sense to me, right? Yeah. Am I, do, do I agree that law enforcement needs more training? Absolutely. Yeah. Law enforcement officers not only need more training, but they need more continuous training. They need more follow-up training, right? Because things, law enforcement is a very fluid type of job. It's ever changing. And yeah. you need to be ever evolving, ever changing, ever evolving, situations are happening that have never happened before and they're like holy fuck we've never dealt with this before so we don't have that training well now we have the data from past situations to pull from to go okay yeah hey this is what we need to be training law enforcement on across the country to make them better equipped to handle situations like this so per the times the atlanta police department's proposed plans for the 90 million dollar training facility involving involved building on 85 acres of forested land and include an area for police to learn vehicle skills and a mock village for trainees to practice tactics. More often than not, this is going to be like a mount site. It's going to be either like a school building or an office building or a small town with multiple buildings, houses, etc., where they can work on uh, hostage rescue situations, active shooter situations, building and room clearing uh, tactics, all these things, right, to make them better equipped to handle these situations. Uh, critics of Critics of the proposal, including, quote, def defend the Atlanta forest, the activist group to which Tehran belong, have cited environmental concerns and argued that, quote unquote, cop city, as they have dubbed it, is a dangerous investment in militarizing law enforcement. So you want cops to have more training, but when they go to try and get more training, you're saying that you're now militarizing law enforcement. Yeah. Like, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. Fucking yeah, right. like if you think about it, you take that that just that statement into context. Like when you you're it, it's it's almost a fucking it's almost a fallacy like you know like it's either or, but it's neither nor. Like yeah. 
you're you're fucking you're going back you're fucking um god damn it what's the fucking word i'm looking for it's it's not like you're you're making it an oxymoron kind of thing like right. we need training because we don't have enough training but you're not giving us the ability to train because that costs too much or like what, or or what you're fuck? just kind of militarize law enforcement against the citizens right so yeah you know these are the exact same individuals that sit there and throw temper tantrums about law enforcement defund the police and we don't need police and uh, take guns away from the police and then they occupy down a six city block radius of downtown portland and the first thing they do is they set up walls and they start handing out ar-15s to everybody and they and they build their own little police force like you just did what you don't want to have yeah so well the mind retarded and none of that makes sense well and their mindset is like well we could do it better we could do it better with absolutely zero training on our weapons or being yeah roger that uh, yeah way to go okay um and so it goes on to say over the past several months activists have protested the construction by moving into the forest right so much tree huggers chaining themselves to trees type of situation um, often leading to violent confrontations with the authorities. So, according to law enforcement and activists at the scene, Wednesday shootings took place as police officers attempted to clear the protesters out of the woods and detaining at least four individuals. But accounts of the incident are contentious. Authorities claim that Tehran fired at a trooper first and, quote, without warning, prompting officers to fire back. Meanwhile, the activists with Defend the Atlanta Forest, or DAF, maintain that no activists fired at officers and a police investigation is underway. But everything below is everything that we know. So this, this situation, too, which we'll get to as we kind of scroll down through this. I'm not going to read the entire fucking thing because it's kind of long. Um, but as we go through this a little bit, they found the weapon on the dude. They found a Smith and Wesson MVP Shield 2.0 9 mil pistol on the guy that engaged law enforcement, hitting a law enforcement officer, sure. which then resulted in him being shot and killed. Um, so this has this says uh, so protests have been going have been ongoing since city officials approved plans for the training center in 2021. So per the time city officials approved the training center in 2021, the facility was billed as a place to better prepare the force, <clears throat> entice officers to join the department, and lift morale after several incidents of police brutality, including the shooting of 27-year-old Rayshard Brooks, a black man at an Atlanta fast food drive through The facility's proposed site is a former prison farm that contains hundreds of acres of recently reforested land. Critics raised concerns that the facility would disturb the green space in the surrounding community. People don't want gunfire and bomb detonations to be the soundtrack of their neighborhood, an organizer told the Times at a uh, vigil for Tehran on Wednesday. So here's the other thing, too. This is this is the ignorance of the civilian population, in a sense, when it comes to law enforcement training. More than likely, their live round range is going to be probably some sort of a high-tech indoor range. So you're not really going to have a whole bunch of sounds of gunfire in a neighborhood, number one. Number two, this is on the site of a former prison farm, which means it's more likely out in the country, not in the middle of a city neighborhood. Yeah. And three, you're probably not going to have a whole shit ton of bomb detonations 
right? Like working on a military installation that did lots and lots and lots of law enforcement training and SWAT training exercises and SRT training exercises and things like this. Uh, it was very rare that I heard any actual explosions, quote unquote, unless there was an actual infantry or combat operations National Guard unit conducting training exercises on the installation. And there were houses that surrounded the installation. There was a college right next door to it, right? So I can tell you firsthand, like, you're not going to have bomb explosions going off all the fucking time. So that statement right there is, is a crock of shit. Um and if you are doing active shooter engagement training in an outside setting, like a mock village or a mock town or a mock school or whatever, nine times out of 10, you're using sim rounds uh, or sim munitions. And those don't go bang real loud, like yeah. regular rounds and things of that nature. Um, Rolling Stone reports that DAF has been protesting the construction site since November 21, setting up camp in what they call the Weelani Forest creating common infrastructure and hosting public events like music festivals, student group tours, and teach-ins on indigenous history. So here's the other thing. If you, I'm curious as to watch these, what these music festivals consist of, because if they're any like anything like the hippie fucks at Woodstock, right? Mm -hmm. The amount of trash and shit that was left behind after said music festivals is ridiculous. So if you give a fuck about this forested land, you're probably not hosting music festivals on forested land that you're trying to protect. Just my personal opinion. I don't see that as being something that coincides with you trying to protect this forested land, right? So you're being a little bit selfish in that, but that's just my personal opinion. Um, activists have also argued against the expansion of a police state pushing to defund the police and refund local communities. All a bunch of bullshit. We saw how that worked out in fucking Portland. Um, Wednesday shooting wasn't the first time DAF activists and law enforcement have come to blows. Police have been trying to evict the protesters from the force for months, sometimes working in conjunction with construction workers. In May, Atlanta police arrested at least eight people, accusing demonstrators of throwing rocks and a Molotov cocktail at them. Jesus. Bro. That's literally felony assault with a deadly weapon on a peace officer. Yeah. Like, you are assaulting law enforcement and then when you get engaged you get pissed this is this age-old fucking deal of rules for thee but not for me type of thing i can engage you but you can't engage me back type of shit like what the fuck do you think was going to happen when you violently assaulted a law enforcement officer and then you essentially you fucked around and found the fuck out yeah right so a lot of this, and then it goes on to say, Tehran, when uh, on the day Tehran was killed, uh, seven protesters were taken into custody on charges of domestic terrorism as well as criminal trespass. Like, all these fuckers are breaking the law, and then when law enforcement comes in to enforce said law, they violently retaliate. Yeah. Um, 25 camps were destroyed during the raid, which also uncovered mortar-style fireworks, multiple-edged weapons, pellet rifles, gas masks, and a blowtorch. Jesus. Like, these are, not in, these are not innocent individuals, okay? These are a bunch of little hippie fuckparts. Like, and I feel the same way about these people as I do about 
those wild and crazy uh uh fucking backwoods uh militia type dudes that are sovereign citizens and all this type of shit right like bro you're taking shit to a fucking extreme yeah like you can't i mean you can but you can't do that shit like that and expect <laughs> expect it to go your way um right because yeah. like you said fuck around and find out like right so then they go on and they say quote we are peaceful protesters we don't do that kind of thing we have reason to believe the officer shot today was hit by quote friendly fire and not by the protester who was killed funny thing is is that they have already linked the nine mil that was found on tehran to the round that hit the officer hmm. so you go ahead funny. and fucking tell me how he was hit by friendly fire when the round matches the firearm that was found on tehran so hmm. because this this fucking kid right this 26 year old kid or 27 year old kid whatever was killed in this exchange with law enforcement more than likely he was the aggressor he was already breaking the law it was criminal trespass and it escalated from there right mm -hmm. um now you have protesters quote unquote as the left would call them burning down the city of Atlanta yeah lighting law enforcement officers vehicles on fire busting out windows of businesses in the area assaulting law enforcement like what does this solve what point is this trying to get across yeah. what did those innocent business owners in that area or district have to do with the law enforcement officers that does that that uh leads to leads you to believe that they deserve to have their business vandalized and shit smashed and looted and things of this nature like these people had nothing to do with the situation that happened but because you're pissed off you're gonna throw a fucking temper tantrum and you're gonna go riot and burn shit down in your own fucking city like you want to talk about well we need to take the money that's allocated for this cop city as they're calling it and defund the police and put it back into the communities yeah the same fucking community that you just lit on fire the same businesses that you just fucking smashed the windows out of th those communities is that where you want the money to go because obviously you don't give a flying fuck about those communities if you're willing to go in and fucking burn them down yeah like none of this shit makes any sense and here we have the liberal left that is furthering the narrative of Oh, they're peaceful protesters. Oh, it's the cops' fault. Oh, they didn't do anything wrong. We have the same political party that is going to spend millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars on January 6 hearings and court proceedings for a quote unquote insurrection, but is going to turn around and dub actions like these as peaceful. Yeah. The fuck? I'm. <clears throat> I'm a lot of sure. a lot of double standards here right a lot of double standards so but this situation in and of itself is not only a prime example of the bias of the current administration that we have running this country 
and its followers, which is the supposed 81 million fucking Americans that voted for it. Um, but also the necessity of average everyday Americans who want no part of this bullshit to be prepared on multiple different levels to keep themselves and their own community safe. Like, we need to start paying attention to these situations going, what the fuck is going on and how can we fix this? Yeah. You know, I don't necessarily know how we go about changing the minds, the hearts and minds of individuals like these that are burning down Atlanta and assaulting law enforcement. I don't think there's much you can do, but what well, you can do is say, you can like, start focusing on the younger generations. Yeah, I was because I was going to say like with the uh, with these people who are rioting, looting, and all that bullshit, burning, burning down the cities. There really is no changing their minds because they are so hard headed and one sided that they don't they don't see reason. They don't see uh, opinions differing from theirs as a valid opinion. They just see it as, oh, you're 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 not agreeing with me. Fuck you. You're a Nazi. You're a fucking mm -hmm. you like it's like, well, when you're doing something wrong and someone's telling you how to do it the right way um maybe you should take their advice um and not saying that fucking you know not saying that everything that we say is going to be right or you know what what others say is going to be right but it, no, dude, at I've least fucking wrong. sit and listen yeah yeah like we're human we get shit wrong all the time mm -hmm. like fucking the, the whole point is to listen uh take it all in and make a judgment on the validity of what that argument is like mm -hmm. don't be so fucking one-sided like and like you were saying too um we can teach the children like the next generation because hate is not an, inher an inherent um quality it's taught like right. whether that's racism whether it's uh bigotry whether it's uh toxic masculinity whatever the fuck you want to call it whatever you want to label it nowadays um it's not a it's not a genetic code that's fucking instilled into you on birth it's taught right, right. so we need to teach our children how to be fucking <laughs> contributing members to society and right. good human beings like it's as and, simple as and... that yeah, and I mean, we need to start teaching people and the younger generations to look at things from both sides of the aisle, not just one side, and then forming an opinion. Because we all know that there's two sides to every story, and somewhere in the middle of those two sides is the truth, right? I was going to say, there's, there's three consider, sides to every story. Well, yeah, there's, there's the one side, the, the other side, side, and the truth. And then the truth is somewhere in the middle. So, yeah. <clears throat> like, I'll still watch CNN. I'll still yep. watch MSNBC. I'll still watch Fox News. I'll listen to The Daily Wire and The Ben Shapiro Show. I'll mm -hmm. listen to uh, The All American Savage Show podcast with John Burke. I'll listen to The Drinking Bros. I'll listen to Citizen with Dan Holloway. I'll listen to The Black Rifle Coffee podcast. I'll listen to you know, the Mike force podcast with Mike Glover or Mike force Mondays on the drink or on the, the BRCC, BRCC yeah. podcast channel. Like, 
I listen to anything and everything. Yes, I do have my own political mindset and beliefs, mm-hmm. but I will listen to everything and get information from all angles and then form an opinion. Yeah. Right. And that can be, dude, that, that doesn't even have to be applied to politics. Yeah. It's just life in general. Like, it's just life in general, <laughs> you know, as a parent, like you could be a parent to a child, a new parent, and you can listen to one person's style of parenting and then listen to another person's completely different style of parenting and take little bits from each one. Like, Hey, I really like what this person does. And that, but I don't really like all the other shit. And then I really like what this person does, but I don't really like all the other shit that they do. Well, I'm going to pull a little bit from each one and then I'm going to form my opinion or my parenting style. And that's how I'm going to parent my child. Right. It's ever evolving. Life is ever evolving. E- everything is constantly changing. And so we need to just go into this every day on a, like on a daily basis with an open mind, willing to listen and learn and educate ourselves and kind of break things down to figure out what the real deal is here. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, I'm not saying all law enforcement is great, right? I am a thin blue line supporter, but I will also call bullshit on a cop if there's some bullshit to be called. Right. But this is what these people do. Let them do the investigation. Because what we've seen and what we've what's come to light over the last few situations that where law enforcement has ended up in the news in Mm -hmm. a negative light. I was never quick to jump. Yeah. Like Uvalde. Right. Uvalde happened. And I was like, "Eh, we'll pump the brakes. Let's see what and happens. See, and we like, you know, we covered the Uvalde shooting and um like initially when when all the reports were coming out, all the fucking news outlets and like not just not just CNN and Fox and and like everyone was talking about it for a good long while there. And then we were getting all of our information from all these different sources and we still got it pretty much wrong right off the bat. Like right not, off the bat, like to a certain extent, a lot of I the mean, information that wasn't getting disseminated to us, it eventually came out a week or two later. Like, mm-hmm. and we were like, "Oh shit! Well, this happened. This is new. Fuck it. This is new evidence, new information that we're just getting right now." Like, not to say that we've already made up our mind on the situation, but even if we had made up our mind on the situation, that new evidence that came out should change your mind. If it's something that's different mm-hmm. from what you already have in yes. your mindset. And that's like, that's what I, we did. We came, you know, yep. we we fucking retracted our initial statements like right after that. When when all that new information came out, the fucking the the CCTV can, camera uh recording came out, we we're like, oh shit. Well, from what we were explained or what all the information that we had prior to gave us this opinion on it. Well, now new ev- new information, new evidence comes out. Okay, well, that's shifted our mindset now. So to a certain extent, yeah, it shifted yeah. a little bit. I mean, <clears throat> our initial reaction to the Uvalde shooting was fuck those officers. Yeah. Y- your job is to act, right? Yeah. We both have significant granted it's on a on a granted it's on a military level and it's on like a combat mindset level a, a lot of our stuff, but we were still trained law enforcement officers. So if we were ever working garrison, 
that's what we did. We did traffic stops. We were we, we responded to calls for service. We dealt with domestics. Uh, you dealt deal with sexual assaults. You deal with child abuse cases. You deal with suicides. You deal with all these things, right? Um, like people think that you know. I've talked to a lot of civilian individuals and family members that are like, "Oh, well, you're a military police officer, so you don't know what it's like to be a civilian law enforcement officer." Bitch, we have, you know, and, and I don't think this is anything to do with quote unquote OPSEC or whatever. So I'm just going to fucking say it. If I catch for it later, I catch backlash for it later. I don't care. Saucy work garrison on an installation and responded to a suicide. Yeah. He was the first military police officer on scene to a service member's suicide. Just like regular civilian law enforcement. I have buddies who are MPs who worked on installations that were first on scene to child abuse cases. To, we were trained in sexual assault. We were trained in domestic violence. We were trained how to preserve a crime scene. We were trained in how to do traffic stops and respond to active shooter situations and do building claims. All these, all, all these high, all this high speed shit, right? But it's all the same stuff that civilian law enforcement is trained in how to do. And and we do the same shit. It the only difference is it's on a military installation, not out in the civilian sector. So, yeah. well, and it's it's funny like the movie fucking Jack Reacher kind of gives us that perfect little uh, analogy for MPs, um, and it's us as MPs are trained exactly like. Uh, civilian law enforcement mm -hmm. only difference is everyone that we come in contact is trained to kill you yes yeah yeah <laughs> like, yeah yeah not, not everyone every civilian... not every civilian is trained to kill you but yes there is the there is the likely possibility that they are and but mm -hmm. you have that 50 50 chance it, in, in in the military police corps literally everyone from the e1 private all the way up to the fucking 09 four-star general is trained to kill you has been exactly. trained to kill you exactly at so, a bare minimum eight weeks of training to kill you yeah it's a little bit more um dangerous it, yeah it's it's a, it's a little bit more of a hair raiser when you're running calls as an mp um yeah especially when you're coming to an aggressive violent call like domestic or fucking assault battery fucking Something you have to that. have your wits about you. You have to have your fucking yeah. butthole or, back. Or even, factor. or even taking it into the realm of, of a mental health situation. Yeah. You have a barricaded suspect with fucking that's got a weapon and he's going to, he's talking about, you know, suicide. He's talking about fucking, you know, ending his, his own life that now, now you have to go into that with the mindset of he's, he has the mindset of pulling the trigger. Whether it's on me or himself, someone's gonna get around. You know, but that's your that's very, your very potentially, yeah. yeah, that that could happen. And so, yeah. you know, I get this. Sometimes I'll get this, like, oh, you don't know what it's like out there. In this, yeah, dude, I do. Like, been there, yeah. done that, right? Like, so, um, but I'm also the first one to. So, so like we were saying with Uvalde, right? Um, when Uvalde first happened, we responded to it with the mindset of, I don't fucking care if you are the first or second one on scene to a school shooting that is an active shooting. 
you make entry and you eliminate yeah. the threat. I don't give a fuck. If you cannot do that, turn in your shit and walk away from the job. Yep. Fuck off. Like, and I still maintain that mentality to this day. Now, as things came out, it was they didn't have the training, right? Or they didn't have the um, equipment or the, yeah, the proper like equipment the riot with a, with a, with a barricaded subject or whatever the case is. Okay. So now at this point you have to make entry uh, upon making entry, they exchange rounds with the shooter and then it went quiet. So you change, right? Your, your, your tactics are now going to adjust from an active shooter to a barricaded subject is where we were at initially. Mm-hmm. So I, I understood a little bit of the cause for pause, you know, Dr. Susan, it, um, but then once the timeline came out, then once the CCTV camera footage came out, it pissed yeah. me off even more. Cause I'm like, you know where he is, you know, he's already been massacring fucking children. Because there's children inside the room. Not Bortak, because Bortak didn't get the fucking word for whatever goddamn reason. Yeah. Upon arrival. The the radio communication was absolute dog shit. But the officers inside the building were not acting in a way, per the video evidence, that they were taking this as seriously as it was. Yeah. So, and then once we got Bortak there, then Bortak eventually went in and eliminated the threat and secured the scene. Well, I watched the whole breakdown from Mike Glover and he had the same mindset. Fuck you. Make entry. This is bullshit. This is bullshit. You're a pussy. Turn in your shit. All of you, the whole department needs to be fucking scrapped. Well, then he got a call from Bortak because he was very critical about the use of riot shields and the excuse of not going in because of the right or because of the ballistic shields or whatever the case was. Mm-hmm. And then he got a call from some Bortac dudes and he, they were like, Hey bro, that's not what we do. Like we don't have that training on those, those ballistic shields and whatnot. So in my mind, I'm going, okay, cool. And now I understand that aspect of it still doesn't really excuse it. You make entry regardless. If you take a round, you take a fucking round, but those are children's lives that are possibly going to be lost because you're hesitating. But with that being said, he was like, cool. Within the next two weeks, you're going to have that training. And he sent a couple of his instructors that are highly trained in the use of ballistic shields in active shooter situations down there and trained them up. Yep. Now you don't have that fucking excuse anymore. Like, so yes, we initially, you know, my initial impression of Uvalde hasn't changed too much. There's a little bit more of an understanding as to why things happen, why certain things happen in that situation, um, the way that they did. But like, I would say probably 90% of it, there was absolutely no excuse. But how do we fix situations like that? Well, with more training. Well, how do we get more training? Well, we need to allocate more funding to these law enforcement agencies to properly equip them and train them in these types of situations. Um, We can't do that when we're dumping millions of dollars into a transgender awareness push across the country or sensitivity training or more money for politics, for a raise for politicians. Like we can't, we need to start allocating funding where it belongs. uh, Or sending a hundred million dollars to fucking Ukraine. Ukraine. 
for like, a war that they're fighting that has nothing to do with us right now. Exactly. So, man, there's so much crazy stuff to unpack in society nowadays. But a lot of these issues can be solved with uh, eliminating the lack of effort that is put forth by everyday civilians in your everyday life to learn and gain knowledge in all aspects, right? Especially in the political spectrum, because realistically, right, we are for the people, by the people. Of the people. We are the ones that go and vote. Well, how can you expect to make a proper vote and choice at the ballot box if you're not properly educated? Yeah. Take the time to listen and learn and read and educate yourself in all things that we have going on, i.e. this bullshit ATF ban on pistol braces, right? For short bail rifles or whatever the fuck they want to call it. Yeah. Like, bro, we've got way more important shit to focus on than this garbage. <laughs> yeah. You know, them making millions of Americans felons overnight, which in all reality is not even a fucking law. So fuck around and find out. Like, try me on that one. It's not yeah. a law. It's it's not. It was never voted on. It was never signed. It's it's not an actual law. Um, it's just a way for them to try and enforce some bullshit that they can't really enforce. That's they're trying they're trying to get the the dumb people who have certain different kinds of weapons that don't know and don't research and don't look into things they're trying to get them to buy back their weapons right. and, and get the, get those guns off the streets right like, and the only way that we yes. change this is to read and educate ourselves and then contact our local politicians yeah contact our state and county you know uh fucking representatives yeah, Use because we can we can't we can't create change without the local and the, the smallest form of government is your household. And then exactly. from there, you go up to your city and then to your county and then to your state like you need to <clears throat> people need to invest in their local fucking elections they need to mm -hmm. actually look into everything that's going on these bills that are passing that are citywide uh, countywide statewide you need to look into them because different states have different laws different states have different rules different cities even it, cities and counties even have different rules for certain things like mm -hmm. you need to be you need to stay up to date with that shit because you don't want to be driving around with fucking something. You cross a state line or you cross a city city limit, city ordinance, and all of a sudden now you're doing something illegal, and then you mm -hmm. get hemmed up for it. Mm -hmm. But if you vote on it, you'll know what's right, and you'll know the the laws and the fucking everything mm -hmm. that's going into these bills. Right. <clears throat> like prime example back in back during COVID in California. Um, they implemented the zero bail policy and they released like a fuck ton of inmates, nonviolent criminals, nonviolent criminals, quote unquote. And I was like, I had posted something on Facebook at the time. And I was like, thanks, Newsom. And yeah. I had a buddy of mine who we've talked about on the show before, my buddy, Mark, who's super awesome, dude. Um, he's more on the liberal side. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but our conversations are always super cool because he's extremely intelligent, pays attention for the most part, right? And he has his views and then I have my views and we'll go back and forth and we'll debate and we'll have a conversation. And a lot of times we both end up walking away from the conversation going, well, I didn't know that on both ends of the spectrum, right? Super, super cool. Um, Which is a good way to have conversations. Right, exactly. So uh, I had posted that, thanks Newsom about it, whatever. And he was like, what does Gavin Newsom have to do with it? That's (laughs) this committee or this department. And I was like, you think it's that department? But in this month of this year, the beginning of COVID, Newsom signed an executive order giving this community committee fucking uh, like never before seen judiciary powers. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like there was no cap. So yeah. then that committee turned around and enacted the zero bail policy and all this shit. And he's like, Oh fuck! I didn't know that Newsom had signed that executive order giving him that much power. Yeah, I thought it was just them. And I was like, no, no, no! It came from here. It started here. Then yeah, it, gave it started at the top, and, then and the that, ship that gave them the ability to do this. And so it's little things like that where, you know, it, it's the taking that little bit of time to educate ourselves on what's going on, and then we're able to fully understand the situation at hand, right? And then kind of formulate a plan on how to fix it. So like you said, I mean, it's it's one of those things where there's so many parents right now in schools all over the country that don't know what the fuck their kids are being taught. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the kid comes home and is like, yeah, dude, like we learned in third grade today about, you know, Billy, uh, you know, touching my b-hole and how it's yeah. cool and getting blowies in the bathroom. And I'm like, and parents are like, Wait, 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 you're learning what? How the mm-hmm. fuck is this acceptable? Well, bitch, that's been on the, the educational training plan for how long? Yeah. The school said they were going to do this. Come to find out. But parents were so caught up in their own shit that they weren't taking the time to pay attention to their kids and what yeah. was being implemented in their schools and the education program and the curriculum. And then they're like shocked. It's like, well, no, dog, that's on you. Yeah. Go to the school like, board meetings. What, Go to the PTA I was going to say meetings. one of the like, one of the involved. easiest things you can do as a parent is go to the PTA meetings, go to the fucking school board meetings, get go go sit down in a town hall meeting in your city like mm-hmm. and then you can yeah. figure out what you can find out what the fuck's going on behind closed doors that you might not have even fucking you you were nowhere near aware of. Mm-hmm. Because and they have to bring up all this it. shit. Yeah. Right. Or you, you can, can make vote, other parents can... aware. Yeah. All that takes is one or two parents to pay attention to shit. And then they start going, wait a minute. And Hold then on. they go to the pickup line yeah. and they're waiting for the kids to come out. And they start, hey, did you hear about this? Oh, no, I didn't hear about that. And then somebody overhears a conversation. They walk over. What are you talking about? I didn't hear about that. And now you have a group of 20 parents that are all now informed of what's going on. And they show up at the next school board meeting and they're like, ha, yeah, no go. Yeah. This shit is not happening on yeah, my watch. Get fucked. Not gonna fly. Like, and that is how we start to make changes within our community. That's how we start to make changes within our states, and that's how we start to make changes within our country. Yeah. I am not a fan of big government. I'm not a fan of the federal government. Like, especially over the last couple of years and what we've seen that they have done, yeah. right? And the things that they've done and the overreach of powers. Eighty-seven thousand more IRS agents. 
over the course well, of what ten years? Yeah. Which but, now they're I hear they're voting to actually like dissolve the IRS. Ball, yeah, that's it's, cool. It's going to be dissolved. Well, I <clears throat> highly unlikely. Um yeah, it's not but the Republicans are introducing this bill yeah. that uh for any of you that haven't heard yet, um go listen to the Drinking Bros fake news this last week because they covered this um this article uh in quite uh, good detail um but <clears throat> so they're the republicans are introducing a bill that they're going to dismantle the irs completely and dismantle federal taxes um <clears throat> and there will be a flat rate tax of 30 percent on everything you purchase that is a one-time tax for anything and everything you purchase therefore you don't have to do taxes at the end of the year because you already paid your taxes on everything that you purchased which 30% seems a bit high, I think. But at the same time, if it's one flat rate and you're not getting dinged on fucking, oh, well, you didn't pay this. You didn't pay enough in taxes this year. Oh, you didn't pay, you know, or you overpaid. Here's an extra, you know, here's $100 back because you overpaid by $100. Like, bitch, I know you ain't calculating my shit right for one. And it, there's there's no way, like, it irritates the fuck out of me whenever I have to do taxes and especially like these last couple of years. Cause I've made considerably more than I normally have. Like last year, it was the first year in the fucking what 20 years that I've fucking been working. Uh, let's say 15 years that I've been working, um, a, a taxable job, a taxable income that I've owed money and I got married on top of it. So it was a joint, it was fucking, you know, filing joint, yeah, double fucking, yeah, it was like, and and every which way that my fucking tax consultant um, ran it, it was like, this is the cheapest option for you to have to pay your fucking taxes. <laughs> I was like, I owe two grand. I have never owed in my fucking life. Yeah, I owe two grand to the federal fucking government and the state. Like, and you're telling me this is the cheapest? She's like, yeah. If you if you were single, you would have owed. 14 grand if you were married filing separate you would have owed 10 grand yeah. i was like how in the fuck does that even work like yeah like how does that make no sense. fucking like, sense and to like well you made too much and you weren't taxed enough i was like yeah. i was taxed on the highest possible fucking level i was taxed as a single individual yeah like and the best part is is these pieces of shit will come after you immediately for that fucking money. Oh yeah, I want for my sure. money, right? Oh yeah. And I plus still interest. Have, I still have almost 6 grand that the IRS fucking owes me from 2 years ago that I was supposed to get back from taxes. Yep. I've never owed. I've always been owed. And 2 years ago, they didn't pay me out almost 6 fucking grand. And I'm still waiting on that fucking money. And I still can't get a hold of anybody at the IRS to figure out when or how they're going to pay me my shit. Mm -hmm. Right? You, they owe me money. No big deal. We're just going to fucking sleep on it and never touch it. But if I owe them money, it's like, you better pay me by next month in full as I'm taking your house. Yeah. We're going to garnish your wages for the next yeah. 30 years. Yeah. Fuck what? off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go away. Abolish the IRS. I'm done with this shit. Like, 
Yep. These big government three-letter federal agencies need to go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, bro, the CIA smoked JFK. <laughs> yeah. Like the CIA smoked JFK. Yeah. Look at all of these situations in active shooter situation uh, situations or school shootings where the FBI has had knowledge of it as well as multiple contacts with said individual and nothing was fucking done. Yet they can kick in the door of Project Veritas over a fucking diary. Yeah. You couldn't get off your asses to stop a potential school shooter, but you can kick in a door over a fucking diary. Yeah. If you want to talk about like this, these activists, right, that are burning down Atlanta, want to talk about the weaponization of law enforcement. Where's the conversation of the weaponization of the FBI against the American people? Or how about the ATF? When we had ATF agents a few months back showing up on American citizens' doorsteps saying, hey, we have down here that you purchased these three firearms with said serial numbers. Can you go get them for us? Yeah, how about, can you fuck right off and get off my property? Yep. <clears throat> like, Warrant. we can't, we can't <laughs> secure our borders down in Texas and stop the flood of fentanyl, which is like one of, one of if not the highest causes of deaths in America today. Yeah, it, it is. But now. we can yeah. send an FBI agent or an ATF agent to somebody's house to check on the weapons they have. <laughs> yeah. What? It's all fucked up. It's all fucked up. Get rid of them. They are the federal government's puppets to do their bidding against the American people. It's been, it's been proven. You can't tell me it's not. We have all these specific situations that have happened in the last six to eight months or what, 60 years ago, where a government agency assassin, uh, fucking assassinated an American president, a sitting American president. Yep. Come on, dude. Look at the, I want everybody to go back and I want you to do a little research and just look at the history of the FBI. What the FBI was actually fucking formed for. It was to watch American citizens. Yeah. Watch it. Go go do yourself a favor and watch the documentary on Martin Luther King and the FBI. That's that new one that just came out, right? Yeah. That's yeah, funny. I'm gonna I wanna check that yeah. out. I haven't uh, seen the it. fact that they were tapping, granted it was kind of fucked that they were illegally tapping his phones and shit like that. Uh, but yeah. the amount of underage individuals that that dude was banging that they had yeah. evidence on bro i'm yeah, just saying uh, i'm it, just fucking saying dude yeah like he did a lot of good things for the civil rights movement but he wasn't the best fucking character right like come on man Pay attention, guys. It's little things like this that you can do to educate yourourselves. And then you're going to sit there and go, oh, my God. What have we been Our doing? whole world is turned upside down. Oh, shit. <laughs> Everything I knew was wrong. Yeah. Right? So I guess to cap this out, because uh, we, we're running a little long. Um, it's now 1,300 in my area, and I haven't done fuck all today. <laughs> but 
it did mm-hmm. stop snowing, so that's a plus. That is uh, great. That's we good. recorded throughout the snowstorm. Now I can go get to work. <laughs> and we didn't uh, have any audio issues. Video, we we're. I mean, it's a good thing we're not on video right now. But yeah. I mean, otherwise, at least we didn't have any audio. Like I would look like a Picasso painting the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, that, that shit was fucking weird. But. Yeah. Um, but to cap this off, guys, it's just uh, we want to cover a little bit of current events today because we haven't done that in a while. Um, and we wanted to touch a little bit more on preparedness. And I had the conversation with my dad yesterday about my brother um, picking up his first firearm. And it just kind of got me thinking about <laughs> the amount of American citizens that are now purchasing firearms for everyday carry and personal protection that don't know, there I go, Picasso mode again, um, that don't really know shit about fuck and how important it is for you to educate yourself before taking that firearm outside of the house um, and all the cool things. Again, as per usual, if you guys have any questions on anything, feel free to hit us up the underscore tribe 21 at yahoo.com or you can slide into my DMS on Instagram at magic man, three or you can hit up Bernie at born hard 69 on IG. Yes. Yes, sir. Or again, in the tribe email, the underscore tribe 21 at yahoo.com. Um, any questions or concerns or anything you guys want us to talk about, give us a topic. We'll talk about it. Um, sure me, I'm still working on that other deal that you gave us to take a look into. Um, oh, shit. It's been a totally. Crazy, but I am. Totally spaced yeah, out. <laughs> I've, been, I've been lightly looking into it um, just between my last week at uh, my current job and the upcoming uh, massive amounts of training that I need to do and getting started with Black Rifle and all that type of crazy stuff. Um, I haven't had all the time in the world to really research that um, to the fullest extent that I want to be able to have as far as knowledge goes to actually have a conversation about that situation. Uh, but we'll get to it. Um, other than that, guys, uh, as usual, it's new year, new you. Um, get in shape, get healthy. That's another big part of this. You can Anybody can shoot a gun, but can you run and fight in a situation as well? Um the adrenaline only lasts for so long. Yeah. And can you live your best life, right? Like we all want to look good naked and we want to feel sexy and attractive to our significant others or the dating pool out there. Um, and we want to live long and prosper and we want to be able to be, yeah, I just got, <laughs> yeah. uh, live long and prosper we want to be around for our kids guys we want to be able to give our kids a super fun awesome life too and be able to interact and play with them so uh with that being said part of that goes uh with your fitness um i'm an awesome certified personal trainer my little side deal man man fitness is live um and i help people reach those goals i help people get in shape and i help people live their best life Um, bitch um, I'm gonna stay on you. I need that fucking. I need that new plan. Yeah, <laughs> I, I actually have plan. it. I have it just about finished, actually, on my computer right now. Perfect. Um, I just got that'll be tweaks. That'll be something that I'm gonna be printing out and bringing with me every day to yep. the fucking. Show. So I just gotta make a couple of little tweaks to it because I've been stewing on a couple of things. Um, mm-hmm. and then I will email it over to you at some point today. Sweet. Um, so you can start tomorrow on it. Yeah. Um, get ready for leg annihilation. Fuck um, me. All right. Cool. Yeah. So take your shits today <laughs> and tomorrow first thing in the morning because you're not going to be able to for the next like two, three days. Probably through Wednesday. Um, no shits. All right. Um, unless you want to like go get a colostomy bag put in, but that's kind of a mess. Um, I guess just shit standing up. 
Good. <laughs> Waffle stomp that bitch down the drain. Just <laughs> That's, uh, I guess, what the shower drains for, guys. Um, Bee stuff. Uh, So hit me up at the two locations. Again, I'll throw them out one more time. The underscore tribe 21 at yahoo.com or on Instagram at magicman330. And I will get you rolling and we will figure out a plan that not only fits your lifestyle, but your financial situation as well. Because at the end of the day, I just want to see you be successful. Um, Also, Blackstone Lab Supplements. Um, I've been a brand ambassador with them for about six years now. The best supplements in the game, hands down. I've used everything they have on the website. Um, and I can personally attest to everything minus the female only stuff like Harmonize. Um, yeah, I don't take that shit. So <laughs> if you have any questions, I can tell you what I like, what I don't like, what this feels like, what that feels like. Um, and we can kind of build your supplement program as well to suit you. If you use code MAGICMAN330 at checkout on the website, you will get yourself 20% off your entire order. The entire fucking order. It's a lot of money, guys. Um, I've yeah. hooked some buddies up, and they've gone over there and done it, and they've hit me up and been like, holy shit, check this out, and showed me the savings that they yeah, got you, on discount. You hooked me up the last time I ordered from Blackstone. I got <laughs> two. I got what? I got the hype, and I got the um, the dust reloaded. Both of those I got twenty percent off, and your and your buddy fucking hooked me up with like a bunch of free samples too. Yep, I do work with a rep who works full time <laughs> over at Blackstone Labs, and I have literally been with that specific rep for six years, the entirety. Uh, Corey Kubica, um, I think that's how you say his last name. Sorry, buddy, if I butchered it. You're listening to this. One of the most solid, most knowledgeable dudes in that company, hands down, um, and he will always make sure my people are taken care of. So we can hit it from two different ways. Um, with that being said, I know we all get a little down and groggy from time to time, and we don't always have the opportunity to fire up some black rifle fucking coffee in our coffee maker <laughs> to give us a little pick me up. Sometimes mm-hmm. we don't want to drink coffee at fucking seven o'clock at night, or if it's 115 degrees, we don't want to fire <laughs> up that coffee. But again, we're on the road. We don't have access to it. Right. So we can't come home and make our cold brews or we can't make mm-hmm. our regular coffee and stuff. So for those situations, Bernie's got you covered. Oh yeah, I'm actually I'm actually gonna make myself one right meow uh, after we get off of here because I'm already feeling the tireds hit me the midday the midday pick me up I need and you know where I'm gonna get that from my Cardomax from Cardomax.com I'm gonna get that energy intensifier and I'm gonna mix it with my immune booster because <clears throat> you know it's the it's it's not even really the tail end of winter yet. But we're still in the winter months. It's it's your immune system tends to lower itself during these months. And you just want to stay up to date with that. You want to keep your your immune system going strong. Um, You know, there's fucking germs and bacteria and all kinds of shit everywhere. You want to keep your immune system up. So go to cardomax.com. Use the promo code BORNHARD. Get yourself 10% off. Throw on the subscription so you can have your monthly subscription. You can also do uh they they have i think all the way out to 60 days um that you can uh, modify your subscription <clears throat> when you're on the subscription you get an additional five percent off so make that shift 15 percent off um and just get you the the cleanest fucking energy in the game right now with and and one of the highest fucking caffeine counts in the game uh with 200 milligrams of caffeine and it's got all the freaking good uh, B3, B6, B12, vitamins, BCAAs, 
Um, and it, it's just the one of the cleanest energy drinks out there on the market right now. It comes in a little, little tasty, tiny little tin pouch of uh, liquid goodness. It's not a powder. It's an actual liquid that you just add to anything, your, your water or your protein or your fucking pre-workout if you're crazy enough. Um, or whatever. I mean, shit, you could probably even add it to beer if you want just to flavor up your beer and throw some fucking energy in there as well. Um, you can add it to literally any kind of drink you want. Um, and it just makes it taste that much more amazing. So go to cardomax.com and use promo code BORNHEART. Get you that 10% off. Subscribe to it. You're going to like it. You're going to love it. You're going to want some more of it. And Oof, that's my God. story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, real quick, guys, before we leave, because I feel like I can officially say this now, Black Rifle Coffee <clears throat> backs us. Um, not discounts <laughs> or anything, but uh, with our caffeinated needs. Um, I'm going to run through these real quick, guys. We've got everything from light to extra dark roast. Uh, light roast in order. We are looking at silencer, smooth, gunship, vanilla coffee roast, which is delicious. The wife, I got to pick her up some hazelnut. We got AK-47 moving along into the medium roast. Co uh, coffee saves freedom roast and five alarm calf. Caffeinated as fuck. Oh, yeah, that's my go-to. black, thin blue line, coffee or dye, organic. And then we move over into the dark roast. You got your fit fuel for your pre-gym. If you don't like pre-workouts, slam some fit fuel. It will give you enough energy to get through your workouts like a savage. Freedom fuel, Blackbeard's Delight, Beyond Black, which is one of my favorites, and murdered out at the extra dark roast. We have got literally anything and everything for all of your coffee drinking needs. If you, It doesn't matter what kind of roast you like. We've got you covered. We've got fire apparel. We got the mm -hmm. new code of the West series getting ready to drop. It's an ultra limited run brand new apparel and we've even got gear for when you're out there hunting and stuff like that sick ass mm -hmm. tumblers mugs anything and everything you need so guys and also when you uh subscribe to the coffee club or the yep. ecs the exclusive coffee coffee subscription or even the fucking the sticker club or the merch club um any of the clubs when you subscribe you also get um put on a uh affiliate not not an affiliate um with the, they work with partners like leopold and fucking uh magpole and all that where you get exclusive discounts to other brands and yep. other products as well so go ahead and check that shit out too subscribe to the coffee club because it's fucking amazing to have that shit shipped to you either, you know, every seven days, 14 days, 30 days, 45, 60, you know, however, however much coffee you drink, you're going to want that subscription. So yep. they can dial you in so that you get shit sh shipped straight to your door. If oh, yeah. You don't have the opportunity to come on down and see me and the rest of the team down at the Black Rifle Coffee location in Kalispell, Montana, opening on February 25th. Come down and see us. It's going to be the sickest spot and the place to be in the Flathead Valley out here in Montana. So come on out and see us. Uh, we'll have a great time, and you will always feel like family when you cruise on through our spot. With that being said, guys, it's the end of another week. Until next week, don't be a dick. Don't forget to drink water. We're the fuck out of here. We are out. <laughs>